They're just still sitting here. Okay. I know. Sorry. Hey guys. So <laughs> here we are. It's always an adventure when I'm the one running the show. <laughs> Welcome everyone. We are Divi Chat and today we are going to be talking about automation. Doesn't that sound just exciting? I bet you, you think it's not. And by the end, you won't be able to like hold back your excitement for <laughs> stuff automated. You'll be like going nuts for it. So um, first off, we've got, uh, we've got a special guest joining us here today. And he is a bit of an expert on the subject, obviously, or we wouldn't have invited him. So this is uh, James Rose. And he's got um, hey. a company called Content Snare that you may have heard of. And I'll let him introduce himself and tell you a little bit about his automation background. Well, it depends how far back you want to go. Um, it's awesome to be here, by the way, Stephanie, Tim, Tammy. Um, like, I've seen to be chat around so much, and to get asked to come on is super cool. So, thank you. We are um, so glad you're here. <laughs> and I love panel discussions. They're so chill, so much fun. Um, I feel like when I do my podcast, it's always just like so brain intensive, and I feel like this is going to be chill. So. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the intention, kind of laid back, you know, roundtable discussion type of thing. Uh, when I said I was right before we start, I'm, I said I was going to go grab my water and James thought I said grab my wine, which <laughs> like that's kind of the That's the fine too, though. So well, Stephanie's I mean, got a beer. Are you trying to hide it? There you go. <laughs> well, because that's another thing about James Rose is that he is a craft beer aficionado. He I has... prefer the term wanker, craft beer wanker. Uh, craft beer is that wanker. A... <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I, I was having a beer in his honor, but it's 8 a.m. there, so he pussed out and won't have one with me. Yeah. Pussed out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just way. to set the tone for you for where you're at. Yeah. Okay. Look, I, All right. I'm not an 8 a.m. beer person, but. All right. Anyway, um, just so you know, autom like um, automation for me was actually my job back in the day, but not not automation as I do it now as a control systems engineer and basically automated large scale machinery uh, in a way like my full mine sites and water distribution systems. And I nearly ran an entire town out of water once. Um, so there's that. Great. Wasn't my code though. I just, I just installed someone else's code. <laughs> so uh, yeah. And I stopped doing that because I don't like working with and for um, a holes, which is kind of, mm -hmm. I don't know what your swearing policy is on this, on this show. It depends um, who's on. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so um, Leslie's then, not here, so there won't be as much swearing <laughs> as usual. Well, I'm happy to swear. I just uh, sometimes <laughs> I gotta dial it back a little. <laughs> you know me, Stephanie. I do. <laughs> um, so I, at some point, I quit my job, went into like agency life, and did that whole thing. Um, but I've always missed automation. So lately, um, basically, a lot of what I've been doing has been getting back into automation and showing people. I mean, I've always automated my own business um, as much as I can, but now I'm kind of helping other people automate their business as well, because I think it's just such an awesome way to get time back. Um, you know, through at agency life, um, I always, th there was a switching point actually, like where I didn't invest a lot into automation and software and that kind of thing. And then at some point I was just so busy and I was like, you know what, this is ridiculous. I'm going to spend money on anything that can save me time. So I kind of went crazy in finding like the best project management tools and the best things that would help me um, automate. Now we've obviously built Content Snare, which is uh, helps agencies streamline that process of getting content from clients because that was a pain in the ass for us. Um, and now I have a course teaching Zapier. So that's 
a quick summary, I guess. Nice. I should have made you go last. Hmm. That was long. <laughs> Sorry. That was good. <laughs> All right. Let's just do some quick intros then so we can like dive into more of those details. All right. Hmm. All right. Uh, Tammy, go. Hello, everyone. I'm Tammy from Orlando, Florida. I run sunflowercreatives.com, brandelemental.com, and the coaching marketplace. I can be found on Twitter when I'm using Twitter at your blog place. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Tammy. And Mr. Tim. Everybody, Tim Streifler here, and you can find me online at divylife.com. And I'm going to shamelessly plug my Cyber Monday sale still going on. Uh, TimStreifler.com and then WPGears.com, and that sale's going on as well for mine and David Blackman's business, Divi Business Course. So, um, yeah, I am definitely not an automation expert, um, but I'm <laughs> eager to learn more, dabbled a little bit, but excited to, to hear what James has to say. <laughs> I wanted to. Man, make- you gotta warn me with this stuff. Like, I rambled on because that's like a podcast guest intro <laughs> versus like, "Hey, Sorry. I'm from such and such dot com." Next, I know. I know. We gave James <laughs> no anything before this started. Yeah. We literally discussed my beer. That was it. That's all yep. that he's got. Pretty much. So, and I looked uh, it up. <laughs> and then he looked it up. And anyway, so. I'm Stephanie Hudson, just quickly, and my company is called Focus WP, which is White Label WordPress Maintenance. We are focuswp.co. That's Mimi back there with an itchy mm-hmm. ear. And um, let's just dive right in now. So, Tim, as tradition holds, why don't you go ahead and explain to everybody what we what we mean by not just what it means, but like what we're talking about in this context with automation? Yeah, I mean, I'll do my best. I. Uh... And James can correct you. When James can correct me, absolutely. But basically automation, as small business owners, our time is our greatest asset. And so the more you can automate, um, the better off you'll be. Uh, you know, time is money. And so um, especially with online businesses and technology and everything, you can integrate things, you can hook things together. James mentioned his course on Zapier. Zapier is an amazing automation tool to do different things. So um, yeah, I think as web designers, as online business owners, there's so many different things that we could do to automate our business, to help us save time and, and, and save resources and all that. Um, and I feel like for most people we've done, you know, maybe like 5% at the most of what's actually possible. I know that's true for me. It's like, I've just kind of scratched the surface. And so, um, I think having this type of discussion can be really helpful to kind of get the wheels turning and, and figure out what we can do to, um, yeah, run our businesses better. I agree. I, I had the, um, opportunity to meet James at a conference. What was it two months ago in Florida Maybe, and yeah, end of August, two, three months. Oh, geez. It's been longer than that then. Gosh, wow. yeah. But anyway, yep. um, and so I got, uh, I always knew about content snare at least for a while and, but learning about his Zapier stuff and everything, I did a little research and some of the things, this is one of the things I'd like to, um, definitely touch on today, James, is giving people some examples of stuff that can be automated. So mm-hmm. we might have some things that that are sort of common sense. You know, someone fills in a form on a website and that can trigger an email that goes to them. That's a, that's a super basic, simple example. But you've talked about having, what, what like 78 step automations, things like that, that save tons sorry. of time, you know, so... <laughs> Almost. I have a, it's 75 hours a month that I'm currently saving, but uh, you know, not, wow. not too far. <laughs> Close enough. I, 
Uh, that's not a numbers like person, James. Let's <laughs> no, but it's a lot of steps though. I remember like reading something that was like a huge number of, th- of so, tasks that ran in a month or whatever. Yeah, um, so it's 9,000 tasks a month. But uh, you know what? I have spoken to people who've basically built an MVP for uh, like a SaaS product or a productized service uh, using Zapier and have it, having wow. like a 70 step zap that basically runs the entire business wow. um, just to get something off the ground. I have not done so this, I, but I've seen it and it's not. I haven't done a ton with, with uh, well, okay, first let's clear this up because we're all about our yeah, pronunciation on this show. You did get it wrong already. I was going to correct you, but I just giggled instead. <laughs> Zapier. Zapier <laughs> like Z- happier. And I feel like Zapier? this has got to be like happier because you like make happier. them zaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy. Yes. And uh, that's got to be, I reckon, one of their biggest regrets because I know how annoying it is when people pronounce your thing wrong. And then it's like, uh-huh. wait, we should have just put two P's in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of on them, really, because that does look correct. Like, yeah. Spelled like Zapier. But anyway, uh-huh. okay. I don't always say it out loud. That's the other thing. Like, you just yeah. read these words online all the time and they're like, just in your head mm-hmm. that way. So yeah. I ca- I came from like before Zapier. It's going to be hard. I'm going to mess it up again. Um, <laughs> I was an if this, then that girl. You mean if. Yeah, that's just just as annoying to say. Yeah. So I started with that, which I I had never even heard of Zapier before that. As far as I knew, that was the first thing. And I geeked out over it. But I did dumb things, really. Like I had... stuff that would send like an RSS feed that I, I like to watch, but would never open. It would send new things to my phone or alert me and download a photo. If like my sister-in-law posted a picture of my niece and nephew, like stupid stuff like mm-hmm. that, but I loved it. And I would, I would put all this stuff together. So that's what I sort of meant by like, I do personal things with it, but I think not only is the technology there to do so many other things with, and if this and that is still viable, I think it just has. Oh yeah. It's, I don't know if they just haven't done the marketing that Zapier has, or if Zapier well, just has more. So yeah. I, IFTTT is a way more popular product. I don't know if you want to talk about this. Like I'm happy to talk about how care. they compare and stuff. Yeah, I think it'd probably be good to kind of contrast. Yeah. Pros and cons. Yeah. You think it's I more mean, popular, really? Oh yeah, because. it's it's for the personal and tinkerer kind of market it's really really big like every engineer basically knows about iftdt because it's Mm. very heavy in the internet of things space like if you just Uh, have a scroll through their apps and stuff what they connect with it's like fridges and air conditioners and light bulbs um but there's plenty of business stuff in there too like trello and project management systems Mm. email um i still use it a little bit um for like really basic stuff that I don't want to use up a whole zap in my Zapier account for because you've got a zap quota based on your account. Right? Oh, okay. So, so that's good to so, know too. Yeah. I've never so done I'm anything so- enough to hit a limit. Right. <laughs> I had to turn off a bunch of testing stuff um, yesterday because yeah. I tried to turn something on and it's like, you can't do this. It's like, man. <laughs> anyway, um, they so basic stuff like schedule, for example, schedule, like at 6 a.m. on Tuesdays, I want to do this thing. Um, yeah. if it's really basic, like create a Trello card or something, I mean, Trello, you can do that built in now. Cause they just released, um, Butler as part of Trello core. So you can repeat cards and stuff like this at certain times and whatever, but, um, really basic stuff like that. Um, I will do, um, in IFTDT, 
One super, super cool thing that you can do in IFTDT that is not possible on Zapier is Google Home and Google Assistant. Mm. So you can actually create custom voice commands uh, that your phone will register. So if I say the, I want to say, you know, hi Google or whatever, because my phone will wake up right now, but you can say it and then say, add such and such to my Trello. And I've literally written that in IFTDT, like add, blank like variable to my trello and it will add something to my trello so that's like if i remember something that i need to do when i get home um when i'm driving i use that now and you can see create custom voice commands with google assistant through iftdt freaking awesome that's like one of the golden nuggets that like when i discovered i was like how did i not know this so yeah that's really Um, cool yeah but the other limitation is that iftdt is very much like trigger action when this happens do this nothing else there's no so you mean it's like if this then that <laughs> exactly whereas zapier is if this then that and if this happens do that and <laughs> so okay on. so that is an important difference though right like <laughs> yeah, that so absolutely. you can link it's more branches well, you just have it, multi-steps yeah it's cool okay. yeah you can have branches the branching functionality is kind of average in zapier but um yeah you can have multiple actions like the, the common use case is like if um if this then that and that and that so like you know a contact form mm-hmm. you might add them to your crm and your billing system and your a spreadsheet or something you know mm-hmm. cool yeah that's awesome yeah yeah i what, what i love about this is both of those zapier and uh, if t- 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 that's how I like to say it, um, it's it's James programming is what it is. It's it's programming without writing code, you know. And it's like, okay, say you have this genius coder that sits in your office, and you say, you know, anything you imagine, you're like, I want this to happen when this happens and this happens and stuff like that. Well, it's like that's essentially what's happening just with these kind of pre chunks of 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 uh, you know functionality that you can link together. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It allows, and, and like you said, the tinkerer, you know, is, uh, the tinkerer market of IF TTT, uh, being able to, uh, you know, do things around their house, home automation and all that without having to, you know, write a code or hire a developer mm. or anything like that. It's pretty fascinating. I think the, the whole home automation thing is making, will make automation in general, more widespread. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I nerd out over that. At six a.m., nice. my alarm goes off. That's nothing new. But my my shades go up, and then uh, you know, uh, that's downstairs awesome. light goes on. I wish there was a way to turn the fireplace on now that it's like colder. But um, you, I I got a smart plug. I just dipped a toe in. I got a five dollar smart plug on uh, Black Friday because I wanted to turn my coffee pot on. Like I wanted to have. I want to just do a voice command. That's not really automation, but uh, you, can you can't do it with the Keurig. kettles now. I know, but it was five dollars. <laughs> yeah, I wanted and, I mean, to that... like. You can't do it because it's an electrical switch, not a physical oh, switch. Oh no! I know. Yeah. So it'll See, turn it on, but it won't be fun. There are a lot of fun things. I mean, I don't know for you how far we want to go down this rabbit hole, but like physical actuators that you can put on existing stuff. You know, like um, is your house tricked out, James? Uh, no i'm like i didn't know how long we'd stay here but um i've got a few basic things like just using alexa and what's called a harmony hub which is really cool that can be trained to send like the old harmony remotes yeah but you can it's one that talks to alexa and or alexa can talk to and it can broadcast infrared signals around your house so anything that has a remote 
you can basically train each signal into the hub. You say, this is the on signal, this is the volume up signal, whatever, and then program it up to be like, if I say, Alexa, turn on the, um, let's switch on the tunes, I think is what I set it up to say. It'll like turn on the <laughs> sound bar, switch it over to the right thing, um, turn on Spotify and like all this stuff. Like it's, it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Infrared. So you've got sharks with freaking laser beams on your head, right? Is <laughs> basically what you have in your house. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Invisible laser beams. Freaking laser beams attached to their head. Okay. So Tim, what have you automated? Yeah. Tim, what have you automated for your business? Um, I'm not going to sound nearly as cool as James. That's why I'm starting uh, with you. <laughs> Because oh, you, you got me beat. Wait, wait. I haven't <laughs> thought about this. Let me. Let oh, me sorry. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you, you start, need a minute. You start. Okay. You can pull up your Zapier well, account. Just scroll through stuff. That's always fun. <laughs> well, I don't even really have anything in my Zapier account. I have okay. like a couple dumb things. That's it. Like that I've just played with. And so my my business partner Tom is much better at all this stuff than me. And so it's not even a matter of necessarily using a third party like Zapier. Like we've got some um you know we have a chat bot on our site and so people go through that which is an automation right because in a way maybe no yeah definitely because it's hitting certain like if this happens then you do that if this then that so um (laughs) it's going through a certain thing and then if they request something then it trips them over to a facebook messenger chat or something else happens and they get dumped into our CRM, which dumps them into our mm. um, email automation or active campaign account. And then mm-hmm. once a button is flipped for them to start down the process, like when somebody signs up, then they get regular emails, you know, so there are, there are varying methods of oh, yeah. automation. So like, I think probably more people do things automated than they really even realize just because it's our life Definitely. now. Yeah. And everything connects to everything. Like it, not like to that extent, but there's so much automation without Zapier. Um, Zapier just sort of expands your capabilities. Sure. Uh, yeah. Like, and there's a lot of things I can't do using only Zapier. Like, I a lot of the stuff I do is kind of Active Campaign plus Zapier because Active Campaign's automation capability is insane, and then it's very mm-hmm. easy to send stuff over to Zapier to trigger something else. You know. Uh, could could and- you give us a couple examples of some Active Campaign insanity? Because I'm mm. new. I'm a newbie to it. Yeah, I was just going to say that automation I have done mostly has to do with uh, email marketing as well. Yeah, yeah so um, so the, the trick here that connects it all is webhooks, right? So from ActiveCampaign, for example, you can have a uh, automation step that sends a webhook. And then in Zapier, you catch the webhook. Um, this, this is a whole massive topic. I've got like a 10-minute video explaining just what webhooks are. Um, <laughs> but it's basically just sending a message from one spot to another. Um, Zappy will catch it and then process it and do something else, right? So um, I basically built a referral system for Content Snare using Zapier and Active Campaign. Like I just wanted a basic thing where someone could get their own coupon code that they could share with people. And if someone else used that code and signed up for a plan, then it would credit the original person. So there's plenty of tools that can like kind of do this. And I was like, do I want to pay like a hundred bucks a month for that? Um, I was like, I reckon I can knock this up in Zapier because I like having fun with Zapier. Mm-hmm. Might not be fun for everyone, but I'm a bit of a nerd. Uh, 
Yeah. So I built a referral system and essentially what it does, I mean, in short is uh, there's a gravity form, which uh, creates someone's coupon based. They register for the program. It creates their coupon based on some account details. It sends that coupon into active campaign and stores it in a custom field. And then every time um, someone makes a purchase, Zapier triggers, checks if there's a coupon there, looks it up in active campaign. And if it's present, um, basically goes back to the billing system and adds credit to that person's account, um, tags the person in active campaign to send an email out and say, Hey, congratulations. You just got a referral. Um, and this is the dollar amount. So yeah, I basically built a referral system using that's like a, that's a pretty complex example, but it shows you it's just like great what's possible. though. Yeah. I love great. it. Yeah, Tim's like, you can see like the smoke coming out. He's like, I can do this. Yeah, and, and that's why I mentioned at the beginning, like I think for so many of us, if we are doing the type of automation, it's just like scratching the surface and there's so much more that we could do. And so um, for me, it's more along the lines of email marketing. So uh, a visitor comes to the site, they want to download a freebie, they fill out the gravity form, gravity forms, then sends them the freebie. And then also sends their their uh, email address and contact information into Mailchimp, and then from there they have a tag added to their Mailchimp profile, and then they get put on in a welcome sequence that sends them welcome emails and and you know provided more value. And then if they buy, you know they added another tag. So that's the kind of level of automation I've done. I've never used um, Zapier or or Ifttt. Um, but just kind of like we were saying, you know, kind of different tools that integrate with other tools types of mm. thing. But, but yeah, I, I'm going to definitely dive into to Zapier and see, okay, what can I automate mm. further? And like you said, James, expand the horizons, you know, from what, what I'm currently doing. So. It snowballs, you know, like once you start yeah. learning this stuff and in- implementing a few things, you go, oh, that's possible. That's possible. And ne- next minute you're building these massive systems out of automations like it you're and this is what i try to explain to people it's not something you can just like switch on and suddenly you know everything you can do in zapier but it's um it snowballs as you learn more and more things so like a cool idea just for that process right is every time i don't know how many leads you get through a day but obviously with content snare generally you have like it's like trials right software is going to be fairly high volume of, of trials coming through um i created a thing that Every time someone signs up, it comes over to Zapier, right? Sends it, sends something to Zapier. And Zapier has this feature called Digest, which a lot of people don't know exists. And what that essentially does is um, builds up a list of action or things that have happened, right? So you feed for a trigger into a Digest. In this case, it might be lead signed up into a Digest and it might just be their name, their email, um, and what company they're from, Um and that builds up like a, it's just a piece of text. It's just building up a big block of text of like how many um, people signed up that day. Then you release the digest using either another zap or just a schedule. Uh, and that drops into my Trello once a day. And I see a list of all the leads that signed up once a day. Hmm. And that's very easy for me to scan through and go, holy crap, that's a big company. I should reach out to them manually. That's the hmm. point of all this, right? Um, so I can, you know, like I saw... Um, uh, Wait, the point thing. of all this is to do things manually? <laughs> well, <laughs> there is just a said? little bit, yes. <laughs> because some people you want to be very personal with. Like when you yeah. see uh, a client that literally every person knows the name of uh, come through, like oh. a, they signed up for a trial as a top 10 airline in the world. Um, 
I was like, holy crap, what are they doing with this software? So I immediately reached out to them and started a conversation and we ended up um, converting them. So that's just like a cool idea, I, I think, like that no one really knows you can do. Just to, there's not everything has to be automated. You combine with manual processes just to save yourself some time. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, could you actually, I've heard you talk about this a little bit before, but could you mention to everybody a little bit of like the mentality behind investing some time to <laughs> learn and set up in in order to save in the long run yeah well i mean th that's a mindset that is can take some like i i guess i didn't have this mindset for a long time it's it's the same with paying for stuff you know like a lot of people will try and hack together a solution to save um you know, a little bit of money, like 20 bucks a month or something. And then it's like a, some self-hosted solution that they got to muck around with all the time. I mean, I, I'm a little bit hypocritical with that referral system, but I literally couldn't find something that did what I wanted it to do for under a hundred bucks. And this thing took me an hour to set up. So that made sense. But the, yeah, the, the other thing is that, like, that's the money side of things. But then on the time side of things, some people are a little bit reluctant to spend say an hour to set something up. That's maybe going to save them five minutes a week. Right. But I, but I see it like, again, like investing, like if I put some money into something, it's going to pay back a little bit and eventually I'll break even or whatever. And then, and then it's all profit. And it's the same thing. So five minutes a week to make up an hour is 12 weeks. That's your break even time. Uh, and then after that you get five minutes free a week. Right. Which sounds like nothing. But if you do that like a hundred times or something and you're suddenly saving a hundred lots of five minutes a week, that's a crap load of time. I'm not going to do the maths. What was that? Like five, <laughs> five, 500 minutes. Listen, math is just singular. <laughs> math is singular here. Okay. I don't care. You start saying I'm maths. Gonna say I'm going to say za uh, za Zapier. 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 Also too, if you're spending like five minutes, I mean, uh, spending an hour to learn how to save five minutes, you're actually getting yourself more acclimated with the program. Mm -hmm. It's really going to take that kind of time for us to to dive in and just start doing little things in order to discover all the Absolutely. amazing things we can do. And then each thing you learn shaves a little time off setting the next one up. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's rare. Point, Something Sammy. takes me an hour to set up in Zapier now. Like these days, it's like 10 minutes or less for most things. So once you learn. It's... So uh, give, us a, give us a few things you, you have your automations doing. Scroll through yeah. your account. Get, drop a good one on us. <laughs> well, I, I love my podcast one. Hang on, let me pull oh. it up. Um, I don't know if the podcast is out there. I feel like, yeah, this is one of my favorites because um, it's like a twelve-step, I think. But it's um, you got a twelve-step program? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's actually two. I'm gonna, oh no, I lost my search. Um, but um, the first one is. I re actually my 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 before the podcast has even happens now i really like this one so um when someone books in calendly which by the way you were talking about like there's like some low-hanging fruit or common sense stuff that people automate i feel like a lot of people still don't automate their bookings if i get yeah. an email that's like oh what time works for you i'm like oh my god just send me a calendly link yeah Mm -hmm. um so yeah get on that if you're still trying to book times manually um but yeah if someone books in for a podcast um in calendly um, it actually prepares my podcast uh, run sheet using, so you can use a Google document template with placeholders in it and it'll, so it copies my template document 
and puts in stuff like their name, um, the episode number, um, the questions. So I ask them like, what are some things, questions I can get to sort of get a flow of the podcast. And it puts the questions in my document and just gets a whole bunch of stuff ready. So literally, and then like 10 minutes before the podcast, it drops in a, a Trello card for me to just click on the Google doc link. It opens up and I'm ready to go for my podcast. I just have a quick scan that's, through. That's through. almost as smooth as it was when I started this stream up, right? <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Yeah. Uh, okay. So getting a little feedback in the, in the chat that you're blowing everyone's mind. You haven't even gotten into the hard, the deep stuff yet and you're blowing everyone's mind. So here's, here's my idea. Okay. We talked about Calendly. Let's maybe just, I'm going to say that one again. And then while I'm talking for the next 30 seconds, think about something that is dead simple that we can walk people through in Zapier <laughs> right now. Like we can teach somebody one oh, basic thing. Okay. That's like just a couple steps that is like a general kind of one scroll your account, see what's a good one. And I'm going to talk for a second. I'll give you time to think. So like <laughs> you guys know what Calendly is, right? It's a paid service that where you can link it to your Google calendar and just send people a link and they can go in and see all your available openings. They can even see like, I think Calendly does it where they can compare their own Google calendar as well. If they're signed in, there are some free ones too. Um, I've been using meeting bird, which has a great freemium level and it's really good. Like I really like it. I just got an app sumo deal for book, like a boss. And I've also used, um, Oh shoot. I've used a couple of different ones, but, but Calendly's the, you know, it's the standard, but, I've it's come not, back to it actually not necessarily. from book like a boss. Just oh, so you know. great. Now you tell me, but I got yeah, a lifetime sorry. deal, so it's fine. You so do I, I got, I've got lab on lifetime, but I came back to Calendly anyway. Mm. I just had one little issue again, like an automation thing that was falling down is that it doesn't automatically send a calendar invite. I mean, unless they've changed it now. And that one thing caused a lot of no shows for me. They have to actually, once they've booked, they have to click another button to add to the calendar. Ah. And you can't rely on people to do that kind of stuff. No, you people cannot. People don't follow instructions. It's got to be no. automatic. And it yeah. was not. Loads of no-shows. As soon as I switched to Calendly, I've had none. So ah, okay. Well, that's good news. Okay. So anyway, all right. So that's that's just a simple, simple, like one application automation that you can do instead of the freaking back and forth and back and forth. I mean, those emails. Yeah. Oh. Tammy, you know, you, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. Come on. That's the worst. Oh, how about this afternoon? And if you, God help me, if you have like multiple people, Meeting Bird has a poll feature. Does Calendly have that? I like the uh, poll. poll. It's nice. Yeah. You can send like a couple different blocks of time to like multiple people and let everybody sort of vote um, on what's the best time. It's a nice little I'm not feature. sure. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So um, back to, all right. So what are we going to teach them? Let's teach them something today. What do you oh, got? Oh man. I ooh, that's one. Okay, got one. I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm trying to work out like something right. that's like everybody hurry simple. up and go sign up for Zapier while you're listening. Should I be <laughs> your sharing? Should I be sharing my screen? We can't. No. We don't share screen because we do audio. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, our, so like, our whole audience is blind. You have to <laughs> Yeah, just describing stuff in mm -hmm. Zapier is pretty yep. um. Well, we're going to give them the overview. But, uh, okay. okay. So Our, they don't know a ton of automation, but they're not dummies. Like they're all web people and stuff like that. So they're geeks. Yeah. They're but it's, it's the kind of thing that just locks in a bit easier with, uh, with, with video. But um, so there's a really cool tool called push by Zapier, which is a browser extension uh, mm -hmm. for Chrome. And when you create a push zap, 
that or zap that's triggered by a push you get you click the extension and it shows up a list of all your zaps uh, that are triggered by it and you can add text fields so it kind of makes like a little form when you when you click on the zap in the extension it makes like a little form and um, i just have a text box um, and a box for hashtags and it'll actually send those two bits of text as well as the current url page title to zapier uh, and then from there um, i just use it to queue up uh, along all, along all my socials so it it okay so this is like something you want to share on social so yeah. you're on a website yeah you hit well this it could Chrome be ex- could be anything but this is how i'm using it in this case yes okay yeah yeah that's what i meant in this scenario yeah. so you're yeah. on a website you're on like the um you know the divi chat website and there's like an amazing episode that you want to share with your socials so you hit your little button your chrome extension mm-hmm. which is called push push yep and then that opens up a little text box little for box. you to fill in some things mm-hmm. manually Mm-hmm. And then you hit a button and it pushes that out to all your socials? Well, yeah. So in Zapier, that just comes in as a trigger. And then you can do whatever you want with it. In this case, yeah. So I, I might truncate the text for Twitter. Um, because obviously, mm-hmm. if you write something too Twitter's long by accident, yeah, I just truncate it. Um, and then what I, I also put it in a spreadsheet so I can record all the um, information that I thought was share worthy before. Because sometimes I need to go back and find them. Uh, so I just add a new row in a Google Sheet. And then I push it out to all my, like, so I've got um, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, some things. So you can get, extend this a little bit further. I have another box that says include LinkedIn. And if I put a Y in it, then it goes to LinkedIn as well. So not everything I'm sharing, I want to go to LinkedIn. Got it. Um, and finally, it adds it to an RSS feed. So and an, an RSS feed that I can import into my weekly newsletter. So that's just another, like an extension again. Like, so you can just have it to social share because that's, that's pretty simple, right? To just literally click a button and, and have all these things happen. Um, yeah. But then to be able to put it into an RSS feed as well, which gets sucked into my weekly newsletter is super handy. That is handy. I've heard you mention something about your newsletter, how automated that is and all your Facebook posts, which I now know are completely inauthentic because mm-hmm. you've Very scheduled them all. <laughs> Again, it's manual plus automation. So I'm just I, yeah, I know, but like, it's, it's seriously, that's what it is. That's like, it's typing something in. So I still have my, my little um, blurb about it. That's what the text box is for. Uh-huh. And then I just don't have to do anything else. It's lovely. I know it is nice, but what about like using a social scheduling app, like a it actually um, does go it actually pushes it into different scheduling apps um so i mean yeah you can use buffer as a buffer extension that sort of works the same but like i'm just using it now and it's just like so much slower and more annoying um but the beauty of doing it with push is you can do other things you know the fact that i'm adding it to a spreadsheet and an rss feed um if you want to get super tricky you can do things like there's a code by Zapier step, which I have a snippet I can share that pulls out the featured image of things. So if you want to share wow. that on Instagram. Um, yeah. So it just allows you to do more than if you can just stick it out on Buffer. It is amazing. So, mm. Tim, what do you got going on over there? What'd you just dream up? Well, I was going to say our, <laughs> a lot of our listeners for Divi chat are 
web designers that are creating websites for clients. And so I was thinking maybe there's some ex- types of examples of things we could share that can be done, you know, for automating, you know, connecting like, you know, fresh books or 17 hats or whatever to different things like Asana and kind of give people some examples of how they could use it in their business. Um, cause what I was just playing with while we're chatting here, well, while you guys were chatting, I, I was on zapier.com. And I you knew you were doing something already. You were like, I could I was, see it. That's why I was really quiet. Um, <laughs> you can search, you can click on their apps or you can search for apps that you're using and you can kind of just see the examples of different things you can do. You know, you can see, okay, WooCommerce. Okay. Well, WooCommerce integrates with QuickBooks Online, with Google Sheets, with MailChimp, with Gmail. And, and then you can click on that and see how the two go together. And, um, and so, yeah, I was kind of just, um, you know, interested at, at looking at those things. So, yeah, I don't know if, if those are examples that we can kind of off the cuff share with people with the typical tools that us web designers mm. are, are using. Um, but, but yeah, I thought that might be helpful for, for people. For sure. Um, just on what you said there, sorry, Tammy. Oh, that's okay. I was just going to say that I have not started using Zapier. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. For myself. It's Zapier. <laughs> no. I usually call it Zapier. But, I know. Um, so does everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I use it for a client this year. I'm starting to get more, um, requests for automations for clients. So I feel like I'm going to need to sign up for your class. But I use uh, Zapier to connect MemberPress with uh, uh, WordPress and uh, allow uh, certain triggers to cause certain members to change their status uh, to different memberships and different things like that. Mm-hmm. So That's it's awesome. a lot nice. you can do with that. It also integrated with Active Campaign to send out uh, unique communication for those new members mm-hmm. and uh, yes. for different members. Yeah, membership platforms are like sought. Like, there's so many automation things you can set up. Like, you end up with a lot of apps really quickly. There's a lot of things you can do. So, it's a great use case. Actually, um, given we've got a lot of WordPress people listening, I assume, <laughs> given it's Divi Chat, check yeah. out WP Fusion. That is one slick WordPress automation tool. Um, I, my Zapier course is uh, built on that. It's a buddy boss install with um wp fusion no like that's it's not even a membership platform it's just learn dash um buddy boss and this wp fusion and you can hook it up to things like active campaign and do access control by tagging just by tagging people in active campaign so you set up rules like if someone has the uh zapier basics course tag then they're allowed to access this course ah. um and you That's can do things like awesome. if someone leaves a comment, push that over into active campaign and do something like it is insane. The um, it's one of the best, most well thought out plugins I've ever used. Like there was features that I didn't even expect, like it because I use Thrivecart for purchases and there was literally a box where I could um, type in looks like a, the success URL, which automatically logs in and creates the user as soon as they purchase. So they don't have to go in, get their email, like reset their password or whatever, wow. create a password to get in. It's just make purchase, bang, they're in there. And like, that's I never awesome. even thought that was possible, but that's built into WP Fusion. Yeah. That's you super take- cool. Oh, so good. So good. Um, <laughs> just quickly. So yeah, I get a little bit excited. I love how much stuff. you love it. 
<laughs> something tim brought up before is um which is i just want to emphasize the the whole apps screen as to apps and explore on zapier.com are really good ways to get started because you search for the apps you're already using scroll all the way down to the bottom of the app page and there's a section where there's triggers actions and searches so you can look through those lists and see what you can trigger zaps on based in that app and what actions you can take in that app so just by reading a few of those, you'll actually be able to piece together some ideas. Right. That's a super, um, well, first, actually, I want to say that uh, Miro commented, oh, shoot, I got to scroll back to it. He had, uh, where is it? How many did he say? Oh, he opens a Zapier and logged in and he had 3,745 options with his apps that he already uses. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't check them all on at once. So on the explore tab, yeah, you can tick apps on and off. Um, but uh, so just what you said there, though, like, let's maybe just explain it for people who are absolute noobs. There are triggers and then there are actions. So mm -hmm. an example mm -hmm. of a trigger might be someone fills out a form on your website. Mm -hmm. And then an action might be they get added to your active campaign with a tag or something like that. Right. So there's triggers yeah. and there's actions and and they're not always equally balanced. Right. So it, sometimes it does what you want. Sometimes, you know, or like if someone um signs up for a free trial on your account then it puts them into your project management system and yeah. does something with them so, so the, that's that's the the trigger and yeah the... it's, it's it's the same logic as if this then that it's like and the the um terminology the new zapier interface uses is when this happens do this which they I were think like is... they wanted to use the other one so bad <laughs> well i actually find that is closer to the truth it's not like, it's like when this happens, because it is a time. It's not just thing. if. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So it's when this happens, do this. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to think about it. So yeah, you, it, it's literally a, when something happens in one system, do this in another system. And and it can be the same system, you know, like I've, I, you can have cyclic where it, if, it, I don't know, a tag gets added in active campaign, you update a custom field. Um, sometimes yeah, what yeah. you might, yeah. I get that. Um, where you or you put them into a different email. Mm. Um, so if we talk about some web design specific ones, I mean this this one is any business. Um, but when someone signs up with you or or um do you guys know what Bonjoro is? No, Sorry, familiar. Yeah. So Bonjoro is a cool little app again, only semi-automated, uh, that uh, allows you to send personalized video messages to clients. Oh, right? and it's a phone app, and it shows like so. When you add a task to it, it just shows up as a note. It comes in as a notification. I click it. I record. Like literally, hold the phone out. Talk to the phone for thirty seconds. Hit go, and that's that's all my manual part done right uh -huh. but the automation around that is like if someone purchases signs up for content snare or purchases my course for example um in web design maybe you might take a step back from that and because if someone purchases you probably have spoken to them a whole bunch already but if someone signs up for like a lead magnet and maybe they download the lead magnet and they click on three links in other emails like this is just whatever like if you know they're a hot prospect whatever that means for you, <clears throat> um, then you could create, use Zapier then to push uh, a task into Bonjoro for you to reach out to that person with a manual video um, because people love that shit. It's, they do. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, nice. so nice. I've been thinking I need to do that. 
do some of those Cause, things because you can call that you go ahead i took a look at your website i think it's really cool how you do this this and this um yeah what what have you found uh in the thing you downloaded so far um you can ask questions you know like it, it's a really cool way to um interact with potential clients uh, and get them over the line that's awesome so cool. roby asked the question he wants to know mm -hmm. if you've set up any nfc tags in your office because that's a whole other <laughs> That's a whole, that's like next level. I love that. Stuff. Uh, no, because if I was going to do something with that, I'd probably just do it with um, Google assistant anyway and do it. by Oh, voice. Dude, no tapping. That's too, who has the energy? <laughs> right. Just say <laughs> I have it. to walk over there. Yes. Yeah, yell, <laughs> yell at an inanimate object in my house. And it happens. Oh man. My aunt was just visiting me. She's like 60, but she's very like luddite and she we have an alexa in the house and she would like be doing stuff and she would walk all the way over to it and go alexa would you please like you have to walk over like she can hear you literally like more than we would like she can yeah, hear you yeah you always listen <laughs> the microphones on those things are amazing i can be like around two corners in, in like an echoey bathroom and it still works mm -hmm. i know and then wow. we had a guest over named alexis it was it got it was a mess Mess, yeah. <laughs> that's funny so yeah i've, I've okay. had the tv trigger it, like it's not even alexa it'll say something like slightly similar like on the tv and then my alexa will go <laughs> you're like no don't listen to this do we not want another simple web design example no that'd be great heck yeah cool. we so, do sorry i said yeah. heck yeah oh, we heck do yeah. nice so one <laughs> this is simple thing that i used to do um is like I guess this is fairly easy to do manually, but it's also the kind of thing that's easy to forget, which is a great case for automation. Mm -hmm. Anything you forget to do. Yeah. Um, even if it's not saving you a lot of time, like if this thing happens once a week and it's like saving you, yeah, like nothing, it doesn't like, it's still worth it if it's something you would have forgotten. And that is client check-ins. So what I, I used to have a, um, the CRM component of active campaigns, kind of like a Kanban board, like Trello, where you can drag a deal through stages. Um, and we had a project completed stage. And once it goes in there, um, it would then reach out to them after a month or whatever and say, hey, how are things going with the website? Um, oh, if you are that. more, yeah, if you're more of a personal kind of person, you don't have to email them directly. You could um, use ActiveCampaign in the exact same way to uh, send an email to yourself uh, to, it's called alert. The, the action step is called alert. Um, and so you alert yourself to reach out to a person. Uh, so you can actually write a manual email and personalize it if you like. Um, but yeah, like that's just a really simple, simple example. Um, you might do the same thing in asking for a review. Like after two weeks it's like how was the experience of working with us if they say five stars then send another email <laughs> to say hey would you mind leaving us a review if they send two yeah. stars don't do that <laughs> brilliant wow All yeah, right. just so, like it's, uh... it's not that's not super time saving but it is like something most of us forget to do it is though. It is. I mean, because we all know this, like well, for the stuff that we do, you have to focus. And if you have to turn your focus, 
even if it takes you five minutes to type that email, which it probably takes a little bit longer because you got to be like, what was their project about? Blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know? But even, okay, so 15, even if it's whatever it is, even if it's only five minutes, then it takes you how many more minutes to get back to where you were or you're in your email then. Mm. So you get distracted by other emails, all that stuff. So all of it, just streamlining in general, all of these things totally yeah. help, right? Yeah. And what I, I'm pretty sure you, this is doable. I haven't actually done it yet, but uh, a good little way you can do this like personalization thing is uh, I think you can create draft emails with Zapier. So I you was could... just going to ask about that. Cause I was thinking like, can active campaign do that? Cause that would be really nice for me. Like, cause I like to personalize, mm. but not every part of, you know, like not every sentence needs retyped. In fact, I just, I just sent an mm. email to somebody and I asked Tom, my partner, I was like, I need to save this because I'm going to type something almost identical to this in this scenario every time. Like, how do we? Oh, there's a, there's another thing there. Um, let me Ooh. get onto that in a second. But okay. um, yeah, so I just looked up, you can create draft emails. So this is something I've been thinking about for a while for like podcast guests and stuff. Cause I always personalize it, but right now I'm like um, copying some information out of another document to send the email. Um, but instead, what you could do is create a draft. And I assume that that step, step in Zapier would return a link to the email itself, the draft, mm-hmm. which you could put into your to-do list to then just click, open up the draft, personalize it and send. I think that, that would, would be, be nice. a cool little thing um, rather than, you know, if you don't want to just send. Um... I'm going to need you to say that all again now. Really okay. Quickly. So <laughs> back on, uh, this is a client follow-up in active campaign. Say we, we have a, a little step that says two weeks after we've tagged them with project complete, uh, we send some information over to Zapier. Yes. Zapier triggers on the webhook and then creates a draft in Gmail. Creates uh, in Gmail, that, okay. That's personalizing. Well, I don't know what other emails. That's fine. No, no. I just wasn't sure if that was active campaign or like the email. Yeah. Part. So it creates the draft email. Uh, and then you could actually, with the data that you have on that person, you could personalize it with placeholders and stuff. Um, and then, so this is a key thing that a lot of people miss with Zapier is that actions actually return information as well. So you create a draft, it'll create the draft in Gmail. Hey, don't get carried away. Well, no, but this is kind of important because if you just create (laughs) a draft, you're not going to know it's there, right? Like, (laughs) right. You have to tell yourself that it's there. So you would create another step, which says, okay, add it to my to-do list to say, go and check your drafts. Taking it one step further, though, you could actually get the link that was created in that Gmail step and drop That's that into your to-do list, so you can just click it and you're there. Wow! Um, nice. Assuming it returns one. the link, yeah. And I imagine it would. I, I imagine it would. I haven't done okay. this before. Um, so the thing you were talking about before, um, like the same typing the same stuff over and over, just get Text mm-hmm. Expander. Oh man, this thing saves me so much time. It's like sixty bucks a year. I think there's cheaper cheaper ones. Um, Phrase Express, um, A Text is cheaper if you're on a Mac. Um, but these Mac are just is like supposed to have one built in, but it never seems to work right. Yeah, but what what's good about these other ones is they sync between devices and stuff. Oh, um, well, I mean, nice. maybe Mac does too by default. But the fact is, like, if you have like some kind of cloud sync between devices, some of them sync with your phone as well. You can create little snippets. Um, just for stuff that you type all the time. Like I go as simple as like um, the website for content snare. It's like .cs for content snare. It's all my content snare stuff has that prefix CSW. 
and that'll expand to https blah 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 uh -huh. contestnet.com um because typing it all the time is rubbish <laughs> you know uh is, my I email know. addresses like e.ep for email personal um and my different email addresses um yeah the, through the whole emails you can actually um have a, a, a snippet you type in and it'll put put up a box with your email in it with some placeholders where you type in the person's company oh. and their name and stuff and then it just pastes that into whatever you're using that's um, awesome that's so which good. app which app does uh, that? That one is Text Expander. I'm not sure if all of them have that feature, but that's really great. Yeah, that saves me a ton of time. I even put my bank details in there. If like someone's like, that happens all the time. Personally, it's like we're going away for a holiday. It's like I need to give you this money. Send me your bank details. I'm like, damn it, I don't remember those. So I just yeah. go .bd for bank details, and boom. That's <laughs> good to know. So next time I see you, I'll borrow your phone. .bd. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. why i lock everything <laughs> i know okay so we're we're getting close to the top of the hour tim you have had like the matrix on your glasses in the reflection mm -hmm. i want to know what you've built uh, i haven't built anything <laughs> i was uh, i have to confess i was multitasking a little bit um tim come on of, of this automation being done so then i don't have to multitask exactly okay good. Um, all right way to save it yeah exactly <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, this, it's kind of opened my mind a lot and, and kind of sparked some ideas for, for ways, you know, I can, you know, what are the common things that I'm doing? And I think that's an important question that we can all ask is what are the common things that I'm doing that are repetitive, that could be automated? Exactly. We all have those tasks. Like, you know, even like just the example you guys just shared with like things that you're typing or you're needing that information, like easily accessible. So you don't have to go and fetch it. Like even that right there, just that, the type of of uh zap is that a zap um or, that was or, text expander but yeah just, that's expander. just okay. an automation yeah yeah just an automation yeah. even that right there like without even connecting all these different things like that can yeah. save us all so much time and so repetition is one of the yeah another amazing use case for automation like there's there's a few things that i try to think about and it's like yeah repetition and like um multiple entry things that you forget and things that just suck you know like they're pretty good categories to think about um that's, that's like maybe the most important thing you've said this whole episode. Okay, so things <laughs> that are repetitive, things that are multiple entry, things that are multi-step, yeah, multi-step, and things that just suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, in, in my talk, in my yeah, so double handling. The, the, I've got like a, a presentation I normally do with this, and yeah, it's like excessive email is another category as well. So anything that requires a, is like done by tons of different emails, probably a tool or something you could put in there for that. Say that like again. Calendly. Oh, oh, yeah. So yeah, any, anything that requires a ton of back and forth email is another. Oh, uh, okay. Like I see to, what you mean. To use it, put another okay. tool in place because email is a productivity yeah. killer and it sucks. And yeah. if you're spending. I hate it. Yeah. So that's, that's where the opportunities for other tools come up. This is not Zapier specific. This is like, I don't know, back and forth email over um, uh, calendar times. It's Calendly. Um, obviously this yeah. is one for content snare with like collecting content, yeah, but yeah. there's a ton of. Which yeah. is huge. I mean, you guys, that's like, everybody complains about that. Getting the content. <laughs> if you don't know, that's what content snare is. It's when you, that's how you get your content from your client, which is like <laughs> one of the top, three things maybe the top one thing that every web developer complains about. i mean it really is yes it really is, is. so <laughs> uh okay so 
that's so some, Christian asked too, which I think you've kind of covered this. Christian's asked what, where to start? What's the best place to start? Like you, we're all running the, there it's, you know, either freelancers, solopreneurs or small agencies in our audience primarily. So like, what's the, what's a good place to start? Calendly or a calendar scheduling app seems like a no brainer for a startup. Uh, right? Yeah, that's like a absolutely. One. Yep. Um, what, what Tim what said. Else? Well, dig, dig through the apps you're already using on the apps tab in Zapier and just look what's possible just to get your mind going and maybe try and create one or two. Like once you have it, like it's, this is the snowballs thing again. You create your first one, we super basic. It'll be like contact form, add them to my Sierra. And yeah. then, you know, if you're looking through Zapier, you'll realize something else is possible. And like, what if I can connect these two things? Like it's just getting yourself into that mindset of knowing what's possible uh, and then actually just trying it. Like that is the thing I always tell people to do is just play around with that apps tab and then the explore tab just to see, find some ideas. Go do it, you guys. And then, um, so we can continue this conversation over on the Divi chat, Facebook posts. If you guys want to add some more things, Jane, I tried to tag James, but I didn't, but we'll tag him in a comment or something. Mm -hmm. But um, if he has anything to add to it, he also has a Facebook group and tell him how they can find your course in case anybody yeah. wants to learn a little bit more. Sure. It's at jimmyrose.me. So yeah, not James, jimmyrose.me. <laughs> Uh, yeah and slash zapier is they'll take you to the course page but um it's on the home page as well but yeah okay and uh yeah there's youtube and stuff there if you want to get some uh i just release a bunch of content on zapier every so often so yeah i think i speak for everyone on the panelists probably everyone watching too but <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry i <laughs> No, no, no. I mean that in, apologize. Good in that like you've blown our minds and what's possible. So now it's like, okay, let's, let's learn more. Let's experiment. Let's, you know, kind of get our hands dirty. Well, this. yeah. And I hope that is what people think. Um, like I know I get overexcited about this stuff and then just like you literally like public speaking training 101 is like, don't fire, like fire hose people it's give them one or two things to yeah. go away and try. <laughs> like, but I kept trying. Not. I kept trying. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. You. Our audience it is hard though. That. So we're good. We're good. Yeah. All right, Tim. So what are you going to start with? Where are you going to go with all this? Um, well, for me with my business being uh, Divi life, e-commerce, but then also having customer support, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking into automations that have to do with help scout. We use help scout for support mm -hmm. and yeah. with, any type of customer support, there's a lot of repetitive things. And, and Help Scout has some things built in, you know, like common, um, you know, canned responses type stuff. But, um, you know, there's other tasks that we do and support a lot. And so figuring out, you know, how that can connect and, and, and be able to automate some of those things for us so that, um, you know, it's not just saving me time, but my team, my customer support team's time as well. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I have like... I'm probably a little bit um, overwhelmed because I have like <laughs> multiple tabs open, like the help scout zap. Your <laughs> He's already ready. <laughs> but, I knew yeah. I could see it on your face. You were like diving into it all. I think I was thinking about that as well. Like Jimmy, Jimmy Rose, you didn't mention much about support, but I think that's another perfect one. I just went on support for who was it? 
Adobe or something like that. And when you go to, especially such a huge company, but you know, you can follow their lead. They have in their chat, their help, you know, they try and like stall you, stall you, stall, like throw a million links in front of you. But then if you do the chat, even that is a bot that's like, is your problem this, this, or this or none. Yeah. Okay. And then it just feeds you through that, which is still just all in automation. And if it's a common thing that multiple people ask you would never even have to see it like that's yeah. and so it does such a pain in the work. ass for us but i understand why it's there you know to filter out all the people that are asking i hate it as questions. a customer really but yeah. like if you it if it answered my question i but see i'm i don't know i i don't view myself as like a person that asks a stupid question obviously yeah all my questions yeah, are course. valid i think every yeah. that same mindset though <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing and, but you know, you know like, like if you've got people who aren't technically savvy or you've got people like that that are asking like how do i reset my password and it's like well you hit the forgot password link right? you know yeah, what i mean it's like stuff massive, like that yeah. that like that you could actually answer a simple question without having to touch it like those kind of things so would be um i know we're trying to wrap this up but you did just mention i said nothing about support but um like a really good system I used to use was teamwork desk and teamwork projects that when, uh -huh. if, if you're using teamwork as your project manager system, check out teamwork desk, the integration between the two is amazing. Like if, if an email comes in as a, cause it all comes in via email, um, you can hit a button to create a task from it. So especially for you, Stephanie, I don't know what you're using, but um, we use that for our support, like our, ongoing changes like a white label support mm -hmm. kind of thing um because someone would put in a request we hit, hit a button to create the task when the task is finished it bounces back the support agent says something to the client and it's done so yeah i haven't gotten to that point yet we were sort of still um figuring out what the load was going to be how much was mm. coming in so we're doing a lot of it manually but uh on purpose like we haven't we just haven't gotten to that point of no we just, you know, you kind of have to understand what's coming at you before you can. Absolutely. That's another big thing with automation is, is like a lot of stuff you probably should do manually first to understand what works and then right. automate So that it. you can know what you, what you need to do. Okay, Tammy. So what are you going to automate now? Oh, I'm definitely going to work on uh, automating my communication with clients and customers and like Tim support, because we do get a lot of repetitive questions. And even though you may have them on the website, I'm thinking that maybe some uh, delivered email about some of the common questions may be helpful. So I'm going to use yeah. the tools that I have available to try to make my life easier. Mm. I hear you. I'm going to try. I have, um, you know, all this stuff with Focus WP is newer to me because I've always done, you know, bespoke client work and stuff like that. So to have somebody that purchases a service that is sort of like, repetitive you know it's just sort of the same everybody gets kind of the same but there's little bits that are different but like that whole mm. process we've got some automations in place already but i want to get better at automating um the client communication on that and then i'm also ever since that conference where i met you r3 i'm also starting up a was which is a whole ah. other topic but that's a um mm. website as a service for those who don't know so it's a basically like a for lack of a better term, because I don't really like this, but kind of like a Wix killer. It's like a Wix for a specific niche with WordPress. So uh, there's tons and tons of things to automate in that process. And there's plugins that, that do that as well. So not just like a Zapier third party thing, but you know, there's, so this is, we're like knee deep in getting all of that automation set up so that when somebody mm -hmm. signs up, it generates them an account. It creates a multi-site instance for them. It 
you know, gives them what they need to set up their DNS, blah, 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 blah. Like, and then boom, they just have a website already. So without me touching it. So that's, that's, that's a lot awesome. of automation that I'm super yeah. excited and a little nervous about, but <laughs> yeah, I was uh, anyway, just okay. looking, I use a uh, mandrill, which is a oh, wow. actual email service. SendGrid is another one. And both of them, SendGrid and mandrill are uh, on Zapier. And so basically Ooh. like, if you're using one of those tools to send out emails, so like, for example, uh, in Stephanie's case with the WAS and you have, you know, a free trial email that goes out, like you can trigger stuff based off of emails that are sent. I think, uh, I'm pretty sure that would would make sense. That's awesome. So then that opens up a ton of doors because then any email that's sent out through your system, then you can trigger it and do all sorts of other things. Mm -hmm. All right. You guys in the chat, tell us what you're going to automate. And then I almost feel like we're going to need to follow up on this one in a, in a couple months to see where I just just thought of like three, like some other examples. And I'm like, I'm just going to (laughs) stop. You got enough stuff. Hit them, put them in the Facebook group, put them in the Facebook thread. Yeah. Cause I want to hear them. (laughs) Well, I'll just drop one thing quickly. It's like, yeah. Cause the email stuff from my memory on, um, there's a lot of stuff that you might think you can't automate with. There might be no Zapier integration, but if that service can send emails, you can actually use the Zapier email parser, P-A-R-S-E-R, to <laughs> trigger an automation like based on an email. It. You had to well, spell it because you're Australian. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, I just, yeah, there's a lot of things I say and people are like, what? What did you say? <laughs> I, I don't even know how to American accent that word. Anyway. Heart, um, say your R's. That's how Americans, that's how everybody imitates Americans. The hard R. <laughs> Parser. Parser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, you can catch emails and do stuff. So I've done stuff with WordFence, uh, like to put an immediate alert in our Slack channel for any critical WordFence alerts, because there's no WordFence oh. to Zapier, but it sends an email, which I catch in Zapier. If I if the critical word criticals in there, then it comes into our chat. Brilliant. Oh, nice. Cause I just ignore all those WordPress emails after a while. Cause it's like, you know, like yeah. this dumb nonsense plugin needs an update. Well, you know, that's okay, a thing thanks. that comes from my time in automation engineering is alarm management. It's like so things go oh. wrong. And if there's too many things going wrong, you become blind to it and you'll never yes, catch the that's... one that matters, which I believe is how Three Mile Island blew up. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a podcast about this the other day. Um, so that's really critical is when you're doing stuff in WordFence, going into all those sites and ticking off the crap you don't care about. So you're only getting the important information um that's another topic but yeah because you don't want to become blind to something that um could be telling you something's really a problem okay so one more time let's go through the list alert management is added to it now <laughs> repetitive things repetitive things alert's not automation it's just like yeah alert a management life thing <laughs> that's you anyway. got to use automations to set them up like that come on now yeah i suppose yeah true Listen, um okay we're riding let's the automation nation train don't mess with me <laughs> repetitive tasks multi-entry tasks stuff that you hate and what well, there's another stuff that you forget in. stuff that you- <laughs> ironically that, which is the one i forgot <laughs> on that email. note you guys yeah this was awesome thanks james uh thanks, go take his course thanks, everybody soon. and so. we can continue the chat in facebook uh feel free to 
bombard James with questions and he'll send you automated emails in return. <laughs> Make sure you tag me, sir. <laughs> right. I know, I will, I tried, so. Okay, all right, thanks everybody. Uh, don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe, leave us a review, all of the things, and we'll see you in two weeks. Boom. Thanks guys, see ya. Take care, bye-bye.